Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, did not see that coming. Not after a loss the week before to the Lions. Sunday was a perfect example of what happens when a team does not come ready to play. Two areas in particular, the offense as a whole and then the pass rush, the lack thereof, really. We do have some good news, and I think we all could use some on this Monday. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 325, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grigalou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Murray rolls to the right, throws near side, defense caught, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Here's Craig Grealu and Mike Jarecki. Going to go back to something Chase Edmonds said early last week, and it's something, MJ, we've heard before. Good teams don't lose back-to-back games. The Arizona Cardinals right now are not a good team. Might change next week, next month, a couple of months from right now. But as we sit here on this Monday, October 5th, after what we have seen over the past two weeks, Cardinals are not a good football team at the moment. Yeah, and the good news is there's still 12 games remaining. So 25% of the season's in the books. You know, they're 2-2, two and two, and the thing is, when you get off to a 2-0 and start, you, you create a lot of excitement and high expectations, and now you're a 500-football team. And, you know, Bill Parcells always said, you are what your record indicates. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to finish with two wins, but to me, Craig, I was disappointed yesterday all across the board. It looked like the Panthers, on some of those drives, which we'll get into, it was too easy. It was too easy. Just marching down the field. And, you know, we'll start right now. You know, Kyler Murray, the first possession, nine yards. Drake gets a first down. They're sitting there. He misses a wide-open Larry Fitzgerald. Next possession. So, eventually, you know, they have to punt. Next possession. He forces the ball to Christian Kirk. Three guys were open. Kenyon Drake's open. Arnold's open, Fitz is open. I watched the uh, shortcut version this morning. You could see it clear as day. I mean, you, you hate to say it, but he's taken a step back from his, his, his passing game, and that was one of the strengths, and he's going to definitely have to improve. And, you know, it's just you would think, and we talked about this on the post-game show and give everyone a – a shout-out for calling in last night. Um, obviously, you know, people are disappointed, but I think there are, some fans are realistic. But this is the same head coach and the same quarterback in the same system. And Kylo talks about the defense is slowing down for him, um, that he's still going to see stuff that maybe he hasn't seen before. He's locking on receivers. And it's not out on Kyler Murray. They can't run the football like they did. They miss Max Williams. Um, hopefully he comes back after the bye week, but can't wait. Um, they obviously need to get more people involved in the offense. So it's just kind of perplexing to me that we're having the same this conversation from we were having last year in week four. We know when the offense changed, and I, I I thought it would take a month to get things going, but I thought we'd see improvement. There that was a. You know, maybe as Larry used a wake-up call last week losing at home to the Washington football teams, me, a wake-up call is, okay, when the next time we get on the field, 
and you know you, you get a first down and I'll you know get a little momentum and it just seemed like they were flat and, and to me that's inexcusable. Uh, you and I were talking earlier. A football game's three hours on Sunday. Yep, you should be ready to play. And I think you used a perfect word, disappointment. Now, I got upset a week ago today after that loss to the Lions because you can't afford to give away games. Yeah, I'm upset, but I'm more like you, disappointed, let down, dejected, because on paper, and I keep stressing that on paper, the Arizona Cardinals are a great team. They're just not showing it for whatever reason. There are countless reasons but the rest of the division is winning outside of the 49ers last night on Sunday night football. You get too far behind, and then all of a sudden you lose the opportunity to catch up. Because as we've discussed here on Cardinals Cover 2, the schedule only gets more difficult. That's why these first four games were so important. You want to tack on the fifth next week at the Jets and then Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. It's only going to get more difficult. That's why these losses stick out like a sore thumb, if you will. And that is where the anger, the disappointment, not only from us, but fans, that is why two and two on the surface sounds good, but we know it can be so much better. Yeah, and they've only played one division game. And the Rams, I mean, yeah, they beat the Giants. It wasn't pretty, but they won. Just like the Cardinals, it wasn't pretty against the Washington football team. They won. Now, let's bottom line this then, you know, just the inconsistency. And, you know, I put a lot on the defense yesterday. You know, Murray was was actually good in the red zone with his touchdowns. Um, obviously, in, in the intermediate routes, 10 to 19, he wasn't very effective, about 55%. But their five-star players are not playing like five-star players. And we could throw Patrick Peterson in there. We could throw Chandler Jones in there. Um, you know, I consider, you know, Kenyon Drake, a bell cow, a five-star player. And, and, and it's really a downward spiral effect to where it's not just the players, it's the positions. And so, I mean, it's, it's again, it's, it's, I mean, we could talk about the safeties yesterday. They were playing their fourth and fifth safety. I mean, they're missing Banjo. They're missing Jalen Thompson. And of course, they're missing their best player on defense. Through the first three games in Buda Baker. Um, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. And it wasn't ideal. Patrick it looked like he was sliding over uh, safety. So it's just, and then you need other role players to step up. I mean, who was their best player yesterday? It's a good question. And I don't know if I've got an answer for you. And I don't know if there was one. Had I think guys, I think guys showed flashes. I think, you know, when you look at pass protection, I think a couple linemen graded out okay. I think a run blocking, maybe not as good. Um, you know, some guys only played a handful of snaps. I mean, I guess their best player was Jordan uh, Thomas. Well, he certainly was efficient. One offensive snap, one catch for a touchdown. So, yeah, I, I'm, he'd be one guy that you could sit there and say, sure. But that was, again, that was just one okay. snap. And Hopkins, I mean, again, we're going to get into this. And Rob Fredrickson, a former player, Started talking about going east and west versus north and south. I mean, early on, the bu those bubble screens were working for Hop. Now teams are they're saying we're going to cover the entire blade of 53 and a half yards. And it's a lot of dinking and dunking. And I know that they want to get rid of the ball. 
and teams are rushing four and dropping seven back into coverage, so there's there's tight windows, and guys got to get open. But when I watched those first two possessions, players were open. So they were getting off press coverage. There was separation. Unfortunately, they're not in sync, and there's no rhythm to this offense. Now, I'm not saying I'm concerned, but I need to see progress. I keep hearing it's 25% of the season, though. We can't, we can't keep using the preseason as an excuse, okay? Nobody likes the preseason, but this year, players, Pro Bowl players said, I could have used the preseason for, for a warm-up. So we can't use that anymore. It's week five. There's certainly a lot of head-scratching moments on Sunday, a lot of head-scratching moments over the past two weeks. Let's take a quick right-hand turn here because we do have some good news, and maybe that's <laughs> maybe it's just a little bit, but we did see two offensive starters leave yesterday's contest at the end of the ball game, and head coach Cliff Kingsbury updated the status of both Kenyon Drake and Justin Pugh earlier today and it's good news for both according to Kingsbury because Drake should be okay after reports say he got the wind knocked out of him so that's obviously good you don't want to lose your number one running back and then Pew according to Kingsbury got rolled up on on his right leg and is feeling much better today now we did see Max Garcia come in for that third quarter scoring drive spelling Pew earlier in the game and then finished the game for Pew. So the Cardinals do have options, whether it's Max Garcia or Justin Murray, but two things to keep an eye on this week as far as practice is concerned, Kenyon Drake and then obviously Justin Pugh. Now Max Williams was asked, and it sounds like the bye week, so that's another three games at least. And then on the defensive side, MJ, you brought up the safety position. Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, and Chris Banjo. What are their status? All Kingsbury would say is hopefully sooner rather than later. Thompson is eligible to come off the injured reserve list this week and be on the field Sunday at the Jets. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. And you pointed it out. Without those three, now all of a sudden you're asking Deontay Thompson, who hasn't gotten a lot of snaps, Curtis Riley, who hasn't been here very long, and Charles Washington, who before yesterday had only played two defensive snaps, and that was week one, and he's only played defense, I think I saw it, since 2017. And a year ago with the Cardinals, he was just strictly a special teams player. So you're asking a lot for those guys coming in to spell a Baker, a Thompson, and a Banjo. Well, depending on the availability for all three, we know Buddha. Uh, went under the knife. Now it's pain tolerance. And what kind of club can they put on there? And how well can he tackle? Uh, Jalen, he's scheduled for IR return within three weeks, so he's getting closer. And then Banjo, it's a hamstring, so you wonder if that's going to linger. Um, but I got to think, bringing in TJ Ward, he's a veteran guy. Nothing against Riley, but you know he could put him on the practice squad if you think he's got some upside. I got, you know, this, this is me connecting the dots. Now it's all going to be based on, but even if all three return, I still would like to have some veteran depth there. Uh, obviously he hasn't played football in a couple of years. There's a thing called football shape. Um, you know, is, but the fact that if he's dressing, then you got some veteran experience in there versus a guy that, you know, he's been in the league a couple of years, but he doesn't have a lot of playing time. And then obviously I, I thought Deontay Thompson, 
you know, early in that game, he came down in a box, made some tackles, but they took some bad angles. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like we talked about just one position so far that's been hit by the injury bug. And it's unfortunate because it's hard to win week in and week out and you lose one of your better players. I mean, this guy sets the tone. We talk about breaking the huddle. Where's he at? Where's Buda Baker at? So, but every team deals with him. I'm glad he's not out for the rest of the year. The other absence on Sunday, which I think got lost in the shuffle, Devon Kennard, he was out with a calf injury. Kingsbury said again, hopefully he'll be back soon, but no concrete timetable, and that certainly hurts your depth at outside linebacker. I want to touch more on the defense a little bit later on, but let's bring it back on track here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals and talk about the offense, because for me, MJ, this is where it all begins and to a certain extent ends. You hired an offensive-minded head coach. You drafted a quarterback with the number one overall pick. You added arguably the best wide receiver in the game in DeAndre Hopkins. Yet here we are, as you said, four games into the season. And in Kingsbury's words, we're still a work in progress. Okay, well, a third of the league, almost a third of the league, is averaging better than 30 points a contest. Ten teams. Cardinals right now at 24 and a half. That ranks 24th. To me, that's not acceptable. That's not what we were sold when this all began a year ago. You're 20 games into this. The offense should be better. For me, in my opinion. No, I'm totally with you. I'm perplexed. Because, again, Murray said things are slowing down. Uh, we know how comfortable they looked in training camp with the, the hurry-up and high-tempo offense when it was available uh, when the media sessions were open. I mean, it was almost like they were clicking. And then, really, they've only added DeAndre Hopkins to the offense. I mean, you know, all these guys we were talking about on the, on the line, besides Beecham, they were here last year. The running backs, they were here last year. Um, the tight ends, you know, they got a couple new ones, but... Daniels and Arnold. So they only by adding Hopkins, you would think they would be better when it comes to scoring points. And the fact is, they are not even averaging 30. Now, Craig, these NFL numbers clearly the offense is ahead of the defense. I mean, every week they have a new number of touchdowns and points scored, and some some of it could be you know defensive touchdowns or special teams touchdowns. But the NFL is setting records every week. And you would hope that the Cardinals would be a part of that, and they've only hit 30 points once this season, and that was week two against Washington. So you're left to wonder why, and we've got all these questions, and we're not getting any answers, and now that is where the frustration begins because instead of a step forward, you see, at least we did on Sunday, Kyler Murray take a step back. That overthrow to Larry Fitzgerald, now maybe 99 times out of 100 he connects, but when it matters the most on that opening drive, not only was it high, but if you look at how that ball came out of his hand, it was not a tight spiral. And Murray is almost always throws a tight spiral. And this one had a little bit of a flutter to it. And I don't know if that's why it sailed high, but even with Fitz jumping, he was still two feet shy of putting even a fingertip on that football. Yeah, and if he catches that ball, I got to think he's going for 15 or 20. Looked like he was wide open, not saying he would have scored. All of a sudden, the sidelines gets a little energy. Listen, you got to create your own energy. Players got to create their own energy. 
And that's something Christian Kirk talked about last night, you know, after the game. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's frustrating because he says, and, and I believe he, he wants to be a pocket passer. Now, there's a stat out there. It's the first time I've heard it. The Cardinals are 1-10-1 and one when he has fewer than eight rushes. Talking about Kyler Murray. He had six on Sunday. Now, when he goes over eight plus, they're six and two. So, again, that's a dual threat. But they need to get this passing game going. Can't with these screen passes and these bubble screens. I mean, you're going. You're not. You're not even throwing the ball. You know, ten yards down the field. And then when they get in behind the six. At some point, if it's third and 13, there's really not a play in the playbook. You just throw a screen, play for field position. Hopefully your defense can get them off the field and three and out. So, And I am a little surprised with the addition of Hopkins, you would think coverage would change. And, and listen, Larry's never been a guy that gets, all, I mean, separation. But he, he was open there, and he's so savvy when it comes to his route running. And I don't know if teams are bracketing him anymore. Usually you would have somebody underneath and. Because you got Hopkins now. I mean, Larry's not going to outrun you, but he's going to outsmart you. He's going to outcraft you. He's going to outsavvy you. And, again, they, they talk about getting the ball to him early, and it didn't happen. So, and, and, you know, watching Larry's career, and you probably agree with this, Larry feeds off his catches and energy. Fans can go nuts. He, We see him get energized and pumps the sidelines up. I don't care if there's fan. It doesn't in practice. He feeds off those catches, and that's and then, contagious. And his teammates, like you said, they feed off of that, and that was something Kingsbury acknowledged earlier today. He's a guy that gives us energy, end quote. And I don't worry about number of targets, number of touches, but certain parts of a game, yes. certain situations, third and long, fourth down, look for number 11 because you know he's going to catch the football. And then early in contests, especially now with no fans in the stands, and I realize they had about almost 5,000 at Bank of America Stadium, but that's not a lot. You get him the football, and then all of a sudden that sets everything up. Now, if you connected on that first pass play, okay, but you didn't. And that's what we're talking about right now. Figure out a way and not make it as hard as it is, because that's what it looks like right now. That it's that almost that the game offensively is too hard for Kyle. I know for a fact that that is not the case, but that's what we're seeing right now. He looks uncomfortable. Now, if Larry catches that ball, like I said, you know, I don't have the uh, 22 th- film, but I, they show you highlights, and I can see he had real estate. So the sidelines. Let's go. You know, first drive, second drive. He forces it to Kirk. Three guys were open, and it, everything was underneath, like in front of him. And we talked about last night, feeling the rush versus looking at the rush. You look at the rush, you're going to see ghosts because when you put your head down, pick it back up, that guy you saw is gone. He's not in the same spot. That's what's frustrating because now that Larry catch gets the sidelines going. If, if he's able to make the Kirk catch, that gets it going. That That's momentum from a standpoint, getting in sync, getting in rhythm. And it just seems like they haven't found that yet. But I, I'm not giving up on this offense. I, I think they got too much talent. They got too much pride. This team has a lot of pride. They really do. 
and it can't be easy going in and watching the film. And I, you know, I didn't get into there are going to be four or five and one or all this. I just, I know the NFL and you know how I feel. You got to avoid losing streaks. You, you go on a three game losing streak. It seems like you're never going to get out of the hole. And the Cardinals went on a four game losing streak last year to start the season. They went on a three game winning streak and then they went back on a couple game losing streak and they were able to win at the end to get five wins. So I'm just disappointed because I expected more from the offense. I really did. Defense, I thought it would take some time and, you know, the first couple of games, they, they made stops. Um, the last, last couple of games, they haven't been as consistent as I think everyone's looking for. Now, again, when you play your fourth and fifth safety in the NFL, teams are going to expose you. No, I'm in agreement with you as far as the offense. There was a sense of expectation that things would be better than they were a year ago because it's the second year in the system and the improvement that you make in year two but we're not seeing that vertical passing game. Everything is going east and west as opposed to north and south, and that's why when you look at the numbers from Sunday, and Murray is averaging 4.2 yards per attempt, not per completion, per attempt. He had 24 completions for 133 yards. You're throwing just short passes, and now here in week four, the defense recognizes what was working in week one and week two and utilizing the sideline as a 12th man. You get so bottled up on that area that, yes, Hopkins is great after the catch, but when there's three, four guys in his face, I'm sorry, he's not a magician. He's going to get tackled. Maybe he makes one guy miss, but then there's two, three, and four right there. So it's 11 men plus the sideline. When you keep throwing these quick screens or the bubble passes or when you're running to the left or to the right, how about go straight ahead? I was taught when I was little, MJ, the quickest way between two points, straight ahead, not zigzag. North and south. Forward, yes. Well, we know the NFL is a copycat league. And what Matt Patricia put on film, I think, carried over. Now, Phil Snow obviously – is aware of the air raid offense. And to me, they only just four receivers. I'd like to see them get back to more 11 personnel. I know that they want to spread you out. And when you got an Isabella as your fourth guy and a healthy Kirk and Larry, you got to like your chances against matchups. But 11 personnel, three wide, one tight. I think that you got to protect the edges. I think it gives them a little bit more uh, wiggle room. And then 12 personnel. I think Daniels can block. I mean, Thomas is a big guy. Uh, I know we're going to have to wait for Max Williams to come back. Arnold's serviceable. Um, I would have him chip and release. Um, but if you can't go back to what happened in the first four games last year where you can't move the ball. And what their teams are saying is, we'll let you dink and dunk. Great. Now, if the Cardinals had those play drives yesterday, we're not having this conversation. Chew up seven minutes, 13 play drive. And we always talk about it's tough to go on 10, 12, 13 play drives. You need two or three first downs. You need an intermediate route. You can have a penalty. Teams are saying, hey, we're going to keep everything in front of us. And it's interesting. The first four games are all against four or three defenses. They're rushing four, keeping a spy, and then dropping seven in the coverage you got to throw into tight windows. And, again, if they weren't getting separation, I understand. 
check it down to the guys open. But I just want to see this offense open up more. And, you know, Kyle Odegaard, our great colleague, asked Cliff today, you know, because of last week with those three interceptions, were you hesitant or was Kyler hesitant not to spin it down the field? He said no. And another thing, I, I when I'm watching the game and I'm thinking um, they're doing the same thing that the Lions did, they're keeping us on the sidelines, the Cardinals offense, Teddy Bridgewater said no. He said our goal was to be aggressive the entire day. So they were not trying to keep the Cardinals on the sidelines. That just happened to be the case. Time of possession, total plays, advantage, Panthers. And that's why they picked up the 31-21 win on Sunday. Bird Gang, make sure you update to the latest version of the Cardinals mobile app today. The update features an all-new redesigned home screen experience. Visit azcardinals.com slash app for more. Something you said, MJ, earlier here about the Panthers and their lengthy drives, and they had five scoring drives, all better than 66 yards. And as far as number of plays, the shortest was eight plays. But they had a 10-play drive. They had a 13-play drive. They had a 15-play drive. And if you're the defense, and yes, I know there's a lot of heat and a lot of criticism on Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, but for me, that's low-hanging fruit. Yes, you got to be able to get the opposing team off the field on third down. The Cardinals were unable to do that. Seven of 11, the Panthers were on third down. Maybe, and this is just my feeling, they had a bad day. A week ago, we were saying Kyler Murray had a bad day. Well, now you can argue that Murray's had two bad days, and now there's some concern. All right, now let's see what happens next week with the defense. But this defense, and I've said it, You've said it. Darren Urban, I thought, wrote it perfectly on azcardinals.com yesterday in his aftermath. He wrote, this was always a team that was going to be led by its offense. And that's why the way things unfolded Sunday was disappointing. People, MJ, are focusing too much, I think, on the defense because this is an offensive league. It's all about your quarterback play, putting points on the board. And if the Cardinals have to outscore teams, then they have to outscore teams. And right now, they're not. But with that said, this defense does need to shore some things up, including better tackling, and do what they did the first three weeks. Be better on third down. Yeah, and and that's the reason why they won those first couple of games, because they were really good on, on red zone, third down defense. They were good on third down, and then the red zone um, you know, when it comes to them, you know, yesterday, they, I think the Panthers were four for five in the red zone. Correct. Yeah. The Cardinals have done a good job with that and getting teams off the field on third down. And then, you know, obviously, you know, not letting them, you know, get to the red zone and kick field goals. Yeah, that that was a little bit of a surprise just because of how much um, they built up in those first three weeks saying, hey, you can go from the 20 to the 20, and when you get to the money down, we're going to get you off the field. And that wasn't the case. And the, the poor tackling, you know, I, I always make a reference to uh, basketball, and t- you covered the NBA. I'm sure you played pickup basketball. But I always think rebounding is like a tackle. It's a want to. Correct. If the ball's there, go get it. Well, I was Dennis Rodman so successful. He wanted it more than the other guy, or at least he acted as if he wanted it more. And I have to say that the Cardinals did not want to bring down the ball carrier on Sunday, 
But MJ, it certainly looked at it like that from our perspective, watching it on TV and then watching it again earlier today when we can kind of slow things down. But that may be in week one, but not in week four. I'm sorry. And again, during the open portion of practice, each each uh, drill, they go from one drill to another drill. It's it's working on technique. How do you wrap up? They have they have these dummies where you gotta have your chin up, head up, chin up, looking, and then you wrap up. Now it's not live, so it's a little bit different, but it's a mental uh, muscle memory, and too many mental errors. And I don't want to go back to a couple years ago after every game, but yesterday I thought of Steve Wilkes. Gap, integrity, lack of. Gap discipline, lack of, and we heard that all every every week, and it was true. Ten or nine guys are doing their job, one or two aren't. Gap integrity or lack of, I saw a lot of that on defense yesterday. 444 yards of offense allowed by the defense, better than six yards gained by the Panthers every time they ran a play. And specifically for me, the one area that I will harp on this defense is the pass rush. Not so much the number of sacks. They didn't have any on Sunday. But Teddy Bridgewater is not the most mobile, and he's probably not maybe a top-tier quarterback. But if you give anyone three, four, five seconds in the pocket, I don't care how good you are in the secondary. You could have an all-pro corner and an all-pro safety. The Cardinals had neither on Sunday. You can't ask players to cover for five, six, seven seconds. And that was concerning because Cardinals did not knock Bridgewater off his spot. In fact, they only had three quarterback hits, but he was basically upright for that entire ball game to the point where he credited his offensive line in the post game on why that team was able to pick up the win over the Cardinals. He actually gave him the team ball. He was rewarded the team ball, and he gave it to his lineman. And, you know, I, I, I listened to Matt Rule's press conference today, and I listened to it last night, and he, he, was, he, he had to make a decision. Was he going to try to um, push Russell Okong? because of his injury, but he liked the way Little played in practice. And so they give Okong another week off, get healthy, and Little played well. And, and Moten, who I think is going to be a big-time free agent next offseason, not for the Cardinals, just as a, a player, they won, they won at the line of scrimmage. That's where that game was won. Cardinals, they, they couldn't get pressure on him. He gets rid of the ball quickly. They're running wide open at times. Receivers were wide open. Big, big space in the middle of the field. And I just think that's when you got guys playing out of position. So, yeah, he, and, and listen, I didn't mention this on the post game show, but I mentioned it last week. This guy was 5 and 0 when Drew Brees went down. Right? Yeah, they have more of a talented team. The thing is, my point was, he's been in this system when he was in New Orleans. Joe Brady was there with Sean Payton before he took the LSU job. They're running the Saints offense. So it's it's not like oh my god they went out and spent all this money on Jacoby Brissett or you know Brian Hoyer 
this guy went healthy, was going to be a successful quarterback, and he's, he's probably not going to get pub until they start winning. But what he did yesterday, give him a ton of credit because this is his team now. And you can see they're starting to believe in him, including the head coach. And I'll give the, the Panthers organization credit because Jeremy Chin, I think that's what the Cardinals are looking for in Isaiah Simmons. Derek Brown, you and I love him coming out. I thought he gave some fits to Mason Cole. I thought Cole had, held his own towards as the game went on. And then Motos, he doesn't start, but he he comes as a pass rusher. And all three of those guys are playing as rookies now. They're in a different situation. Brand new head coach, six year deal. They bring in you know Phil Snow, different philosophy when it comes to defense. But you could see that they're building something. Again, we talked about going against new head coaches. Now Ron Rivera. I don't say retread, but he, but it's his new team. He doesn't have Cam Newton. He has Dwayne Haskins. They got that win. A new head coach. Guys came from college, even though Matt Rule was an NFL coach. Matt Rule says, it's not about me. It's about the players. It's never about him. And give his staff credit, because all week they said, Brian Burns said, we looked at the film and we were not going to let Kyler Murray out of the pocket. Now, we heard the same thing from Bosa, and it didn't work. It worked yesterday. It always comes down to the players on Sundays. It's what our colleague Bertram Berry says. Coaching is Monday through Saturday, and then on Sunday, it's the players' responsibility, and they need to take all the bows and arrows that are going to come their way here over the next several days before they get on the field again on Sunday because it's well-deserved. They earned what happened to them on Sunday, going back to what Corey Peters said a week ago. You earn what you get based off your performance, and the Cardinals earned themselves not only a loss, but a beatdown and an embarrassment. This team is no longer the talk of the NFL. Now it's hard to hear anything said about the Cardinals right now, and you've mentioned it, four games in, two and two, that should be respectable, but expectations this season overall have changed. Expectations after the first two games certainly ramped up and changed everyone's perspective. So now the onus is on those players in the locker room to turn this thing around and do it. Not wait until Sunday, but the next time they step on that practice field, which is Wednesday morning. What did I tell you last week? Because I always look ahead a little bit. You know, so I, I pay attention to the Jets and I'll start looking at the Cowboys. I, I do it weekly, but I watch his press conference and he told his team, we won this game last week by the way you practiced. Talking you about practiced. Matt Rule. Matt Rule said the same thing last night. The way you guys came to practice, they were physical and they were fast. They looked like a fast team. And that's kind of like the Saints. And he, and he talked about players that made – he said Jackson had a really good practice last week. I thought he would play well. He thought he held up pretty good. Um, Douglas. Douglas was covering Hopkins. He came out and said today, we can live with those numbers. That's – I mean, the game – I wouldn't say it should be easy. But if you put the work in and you're mentally prepared and you're willing to go out there and put your, you know, your, your body on the line – Sunday should be three hours of entertainment. I know 
it's it's a lot of pressure. But you've put the work in. Now you should be able to get the reward in the end. Again, I, I, I like this guy. He's, he's got a six-year contract. Who knows? Uh, clearly, they're starting over. But you know, I, I like the way he's approaching things. And I, I know Cliff has his own, you know, um, you know, things that he works on. I mean, Matt Rule seems like he may be in the meetings for fifteen to twenty minutes, telling stories. Cliff's kind of quicker, so they're different personalities. But it, it's just. Let, the onus has to be on the players. I mean, we can talk about play calling. We, we did this two years ago with Wilkes about execution, and maybe they didn't have the best roster and maybe not the best staff. But this is completely different. So I, I'm expecting this team to to kind of – I, I want to say get on a roll, but I, I'm not confident to say that. I, right now it's one week at a time. Bird Gang, subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen to your favorite shows on the go like Cardinals Underground, The Big Red Rage, The Cardinals Red Sea Report, and, of course, this show, Cardinals Cover 2. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. To that last point you made, MJ, Cliff Kingsbury earlier on Monday, quote, we have 12 games left, and it's time to figure it out, end quote. Certainly there is time, but as you said, and I think it's worth repeating, it's not, hey, look what's ahead later on in November. It's no, it's Wednesday, then it's Thursday, and then it's Friday, and then you get to the reward on Sunday. And this week it's the Jets, and I admit maybe I got a little over ahead of myself as Many people did as far as how the game, how the season started and then looking at your opponents coming up because of how they had performed or not performed, but certainly expected better. This is where we're at right now here on this Monday, October 5th, and we'll see how this season tilts. It can go one of two ways. It can be turned around, like Kingsbury said, or this downward spiral can continue. And I certainly think it's the former rather than the latter. Yeah, I, I I like the leadership in the locker room, but when you're not playing well, it's probably hard to, you know, lead by example. Go out there and make a play, you know, and Patrick did that, but, you know, what about the other 35, 40 minutes in the game on, on the defense? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a production business based on results, and you can see what's happening in Houston right now. Um, after four games, they fired their head, head coach and GM. Bill O'Brien fired during our show here on Monday, which I'm sure is going to raise a little uh, eyebrow. I'm sure ownership looks at, we trust you to trade DeAndre Hopkins. David Johnson's been okay. Uh, you know, average numbers. The team's not winning, so clearly they can't run the football. They fall behind. But Bill O'Brien won four division titles in the last five years. The problem is, Craig, they don't have draft picks for the next couple of years. So you're looking at it going, where are we going? You know, I mean, they, they give up a deal for Laramie Tunsil. They're lucky they got a three for Jadavion Clowney. But I want to say they don't have a first and second round pick. Um, I know it's either next year or back-to-back years. Yeah, but here's a guy that's won. And he, he actually took over play calling. And the next day he gets his pink slip. Yeah, certainly not good in Houston. It is better here in Arizona. Now we all need to see it on the field. And certainly 
Uh, no one's abandoning ship, yet at the same time, uh, what is our last image of the Arizona Cardinals? And it's walking off the field, 10-point losers to a team that they are better than, and they didn't show it. Well, it, it, you know, we don't live in the same market where Adam Gase is or Joe Judge. You know, both teams combined are 0-8. So you, you, you look at, you know, what, what's going on where Adam Gase is coming under fire, um, you know, because – Joe Douglas didn't hire him. You look after 20 games, he's got the same record as Cliff Kingsbury. Now, I'm not saying Cliff is in trouble. I'm just saying he, he's he's been there. They don't see progress. I think we see progress. It's just we need to see it more consistent. We see what they can do, and that's why these next 12 games are going to be important. Uh, I'm not calling for anybody's. I'm just saying if this team wants to you know, stay in the race, um, there's got to be an accountability board. And it starts with starts at the top, meaning, and it, it just dwindles down. But um, I like the stability they have on the coaching staff. I really do. It's, it really comes down to the players and execution and knowing your assignments and tackling. And it sounds so simple, but it's not as easy as I'm, I'm making it. It's going to be an interesting next few days leading into that Week 5 contest against the Jets, and we'll cover it all right here on Cardinals Cover 2. And on that note, let's put a lid on this Monday edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro, for Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.